Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Hello and welcome to episode 142, Reflections and Observations with me, Amy Rowlandson. And today I'll be casting your mind back to the last five episodes, which were 137, Chasing Freedom with Julie Creffield, 138, Hidden Potential with Claire Richmond, 139, Passion for Business with Shilpa Panchmatia, 140, Liberate Your Voice with Cindy Ashton, and 141, Mind Marvels with Karen Gibb. This episode is designed to give you a taster of each of these last recent episodes that I've recorded. And if you haven't had the chance to tune in, it just gives you a little bit of a, an idea of, of what was discussed on that particular episode. Or perhaps if you did listen in, it serves as, as a reminder for you to take the action as a result of something that the guests shared within these conversations that may have inspired you. So let's dive in into the world of tribe leadership expert and community engagement strategist Julie Creffield in episode 137, Chasing Freedom. Julie talks about how she chooses one word, one focus for the year ahead, so that all her decisions and her choices are aligned and led by that one word. Her word for last year for 2020 was lead. However, she found this to be too big for her and she abandoned it by February. And in March, she chose the word freedom, just ironically, as we went into lockdown. Or perhaps it was intentional, just as the concept of freedom really challenged her. This year's word for Julie is authority. And I thought about what my word for this year would be. Lots of different words bubbled up to the surface and yet one word kept rising to the top, pushing others to the side. And I'm going to go with that one. Even if I don't yet understand fully why it's that word, I choose opportunity. It seems right and I'm still not sure whether it's because of how many opportunities I now face as a result of creating this podcast or whether there is a new opportunity on the horizon one that I don't even actually know exists yet. What I do know is that Patricia Fripp said of me in a conversation that I'm a prime example of someone who doesn't wait, I create. So with that feedback in perspective, opportunity seems to make perfect sense to me at this point of the year and indeed this point in my life. So my question to you is, what's your word? Don't overthink it. Just go with a word that floats to the top. The word that you may keep batting aside, trying to think of something better or different. Go with what your gut says, what your heart says, and share that word with me. Share it with as many people as you can, because when you have that word in your mind, so many magical things will happen. It will be your driving force for 2021. That's what I'm doing. And as Julie said, there are opportunities everywhere. Does come down to one question though, a simple question and one which presents a myriad of answers. What does the world need right now? It's a great question and one that will help you to be more purposeful in life. 
Julie didn't feel heard or listened to or valued at school. She was told to limit her expectations and grew up with a sense of just not being good enough. Well, Julie is making up for that void in her life, having just had the most incredible January. Talking about cultural diversity and tribes since 1999, she was ahead of her time. 20 years later, her superpower is effervescent. It is so clear to everyone. All she has to do was just be more Julie and her clients love her for it. Simply showing up unapologetically, Julie has connected to her purpose. She puts herself into the public eye. She's behind her mission with a huge amount of expertise to share. She's building movements that matter and helping others to do the same. Leading from the back, middle or front, her choice of the word authority for 2021 is a good fit. In fact, what else could it be? When connected to your mission, you can achieve anything. Hence why opportunity is my word for this year. Bring it on. And my final point from Julie's podcast was that sometimes one tweet is all it takes. Julie shares a story of the night before she was running a marathon and how she sent a tweet to Brené Brown. If you haven't heard this episode yet, I'm not going to ruin the moment and what happened thereafter. You'll have to go back to episode 137 and listen in. I've also put the link to the video that Julie mentions in this episode into the show notes. Who have you messaged and then got a response from? I remember writing a letter when I was about 17. I needed some help with my art A level and I reached out to Sir Anthony Share KBE and I received the most wonderful letter back from him, which I included in my art A-level work. And for this show, I've reached out to many people, including several authors of inspiring books that I've read, Hector Garcia, Bill Schley, and Brant Mensoir. And they've all come back to me saying they'd love to share their why with me on the show. And today is the 2nd of February, and tonight I will be watching an incredible presentation by Patricia Fripp at the PSA Southeast event. If you're free, head over and get yourself a ticket quickly. You will learn how to double the quality of your presentations with a little touch of Hollywood. I've put the link in the show notes. So if it is still the 2nd of February, it is time to join us. And you can join us as a guest if you're not a member of the PSA. And the PSA is the Professional Speaking Association. Again, people ask me, how did I manage to get Fripp to come and speak at this PSA event and also on my podcast? My response to them and my message to you here is to simply reach out to connect to others. If you don't reach out to connect, you can't ask the question and you'll live the rest of your life wondering what might have happened. With this in mind, let's get back to Julie. Are you building your tribe and finding your peeps, as she says? Do you thrive inside or are you fearful of being judged? Opportunities are everywhere and when you are willing to show up, amazing things happen. That's what Julie believes and she's been talking about this for decades. Julie shares her why it is important to nail your niche and again asking that one question, what does the world need right now? If you haven't read Julie's book, Leading from the Back, I highly recommend that. And I've also put the link into the show notes. Next up is Claire Richmond in episode 138, Hidden Potential, where Claire highlighted how when given the right conditions and with a sense of possibility, where a less is more philosophy is adopted and diverse thinking is applied, this is when 
true grassroots heroes begin to emerge and achieve extraordinary opportunities within a community. How it is more often than not mindset that is the real root of the problem that people face. She said that you already have what you need. You just need to release it to start small, but start somewhere. She's talking about you right now. You have the tools to achieve what you desire right now. Napoleon Hill said it in Think and Grow Rich. Start where you stand and work whatever tools you may have at your command and better tools will be found as you go along. I used to repeat these words to myself over and over to increase my confidence and give myself that courage of conviction to take action. I even used Napoleon's words in my talks when speaking about my journey building a property portfolio at the Property Network events. And why did I use this quote? It actually became my maxim because it stopped me from procrastinating, from that constant need to read another book, pay for another course or pursue a different business model. I focused on my own journey. I put my blinkers on and I started. Yes, I made mistakes, but that was okay. Yes, it was hard at times, but three years later, my husband was able to retire from his work and it was worth all the effort I'd taken. I did have the tools I needed at my command. And yes, absolutely, better tools were found along the way, but I started and I got going. I didn't really understand what this meant on day one, but I trusted the process behind Napoleon Hill's words and I believed in myself. I found that hidden potential that Claire was talking about and I dug deep within. And this is what Claire says, that each of us have the resources. As a social innovator and community catalyst, Claire is passionate about harnessing the energy and innovation of a grassroots approach to discover the power of the community. I myself have discovered the power of community. Back in 2012, I went on the most incredible journey with the cricket club that I helped transform. And as a result, won an outstanding service to cricket award. I've talked about this before, and it has just been such a pivotal moment for me, understanding what hidden resources were available right there in front of us, and yet we hadn't tapped into it. That is the power to understand who you have within your immediate surroundings and then allowing them to take control, to shine and show what they're capable of. Working with existing resources to improve resilience and agility and developing collaboration and innovation, Claire encourages organisations and communities to work together to deliver a common goal through the recognition, release and application of the huge hidden potential of people. What hidden potential do you have within you? Believe in yourself and take that first step. Claire and I took that first step into unknown territory last year as we were both up against one another in a competition in the PSA UK Speaker Factor 2020. The judges said it was really hard to decide who should receive the accolade of the winner as all entrants were fantastic. You hear judges say this but I know in this case it couldn't have been more true. We were all brilliant and I say that with absolutely no bias at all. It was Claire Richmond who was crowned with the title of Speaker Factor winner and it was incredibly well deserved. And since that date, eight of us have formed our own community in the form of a mastermind. We are helping each other 
to release our hidden potential from within, to collectively achieve our individual goals in the speaking and the business world. And it is absolute magic as we inspire one another to achieve. Claire touched on the appearance of magic in her podcast. What is this magical element she was referring to? Back to Napoleon Hill again. It's simple. To get people to think differently about what they themselves could achieve with the resources that they already had. It's so empowering. It is magic. People are essentially highly resourceful, enterprising and capable given the right conditions. People will surprise you. You'll surprise yourself. Claire said it was a trust thing. To build the right foundations, to make sure people know why they're there, to make sure they know they're valued and they connect with others. To be open to things, to be clear about the root. Essentially, you have to get to the root of things. I've spoken about this before, as has Devon Bailey in his episode. It is the power of root cause analysis to keep asking why until the real answer is revealed and not the surface level problem that we often deal with. Claire has an expression called face the uglies, which means sometimes the most valuable experience and the most valuable insights come from people who disagree. That there will be solutions And they're not always the obvious ones. But if you don't talk to a range of people with a range of skills and a range of experiences, you won't have the chance of really meeting the reality of the problem. The magic is to be open to the root, to get to that root cause and find that hidden potential, to value one another and, as Claire said, face the uglies. In fact, it all comes down to one thing, value. Finding what each individual's value is, recognizing their value, empowering them to believe in their value so they genuinely feel valued. And then subsequently, the critical element is the deployment of that value. And this is why it appears to take less to get more, because when given the right conditions, people do surprise you. And it may appear to be magical. It's just getting to the root. People are aligning their values to the work and they are feeling fulfilled. People don't go to work simply to work. They go to work to meet their needs and their values. Perhaps externally, it appears magical to others. However, what has happened is that when people feel valued, they shine, they thrive, they excel. Their hidden potential is indeed released. Opportunities are created and a palpable sense of possibility actually becomes more of a reality. It really is a case of belief. The wise Napoleon Hill said it. And you already have those tools. Trust and believe in yourself and take action. Even one small step will make all the difference. As Claire said, start small, but start somewhere. Next up is Shilpa Panchmartia in episode 139, Passion for Business. Shilpa is again reinforcing Claire's message in her observation that you can be whoever you want to be and do whatever you want to do in the world. There is nothing to stop you. We are human beings of infinite and absolute possibility. Do and be whatever you want to be in the world. Shilpa was raised surrounded by a family of highly successful bootstrap startups. So essentially she was born with this passion for business an entrepreneur selling lemonade as a young girl for 5p or reading the Financial Times at 12 years old, which evolved into the eventuality of Shilpa selling several businesses as a serial entrepreneur or an accidental entrepreneur, as she calls herself, with a laser focus to profit with purpose. 
Now Shilpa seeks a more simpler life, giving to charity, climbing mountains, but that drive and that passion for business is still there. And she is a strong advocate of purposeful innovation, passionate about bringing out the best in people and businesses. Shilpa is on a mission to empower entrepreneurs with her unique blend of direct, practical approaches and strategic coaching methodologies. She's focused on getting results for her clients, results that she herself achieved. Do you have a passion for business? Do you seek to profit with purpose? Shilpa simply loves helping people, but essentially, isn't that what business is all about? Finding what it is the world needs and solving those problems, it comes back to Julie's question, what is it the world needs right now? If you can combine what the world needs with your passion and what you love doing, it's a great combination. It comes down to the Ikigai approach. By focusing on what we love, we combine our passion with our mission and we get fulfillment. By focusing on what the world needs and what pains we can solve, we combine our mission with our vocation and we spot market opportunities. By focusing on what we can be paid for, we combine our vocation with our profession and find comfort and value in what we can offer. And by focusing on what we are good at, we combine our profession with our passion and we get great satisfaction. Shilpa's inspiration had been Richard Branson and had always been fascinated by him, particularly how he got into so many sectors, or still does, even without particular knowledge in that area. And Shilpa says she's gone down a similar course in that she's worked in diverse business areas. And it was her curiosity that led her into what she found to be interesting to the extent that she even set up businesses in those areas. However, instead of learning about that sector, Shilpa hired the best skills, the best people to help her to get the results she desired. The ability to recognize your strengths and knowing your limitations is essential as an entrepreneur. Getting out of your own way and allowing the right people to sit in the right seats will empower all parties involved. Shilpa says it feels magnificent to find your calling in life. Hers now is to support, empower and encourage people. Remembering how she was inspired when she was young by her uncle, who showed an interest in her capacity to understand business as a young 12-year-old, Silpa's philosophy is to take action and to inspire others to give as much as you can in life right now. I recognise that that's huge curiosity in Shilpa, and yet there's little fear. And it's simply because curiosity and fear can't coexist. You may fluctuate from one state to another. You won't feel curiosity and fear at the same time. In times of uncertainty, where there are unknown outcomes, such as the times that we're living in now, fear can raise its ugly head. So instead, ask yourself the question, what can I be curious about today? Like Shilpa, showing that level of curiosity, fascination and wonderment the mindset is instantly transported away from fear into a state of curiosity. For Shilpa, the pandemic afforded her to put a pause into her life. It has given her a fantastic opportunity to connect with people and explore that curiosity for life further. Focus on Why had, has been and continues to be Shilpa's daily accompaniment during her walks since lockdown one. It has even given her inspiration to create her own podcast coming soon called 
passion for business. Again, another fantastic ripple effect created from Focus on Why. Next up is the wonderful Cindy Ashton with a very kind introduction from Lee Hayes. Thank you, Lee, for bringing Cindy and me together. I'm very grateful to you for all of us to be in each other's lives. Cindy, well, what a whirlwind of positive energy she brings to life. You would never know that she has spent her whole life fighting for her life as she literally lights up the room, lifting your spirits to the next level and beyond. In fact, somebody commented on LinkedIn, it was John Ball, saying that whenever I'm talking to people about having great energy, Cindy is who I'm thinking about as my example. Well, there you go. I rest my case. Cindy, fireball of positive energy, Ashton, lit up this episode and shared her journey of emotions, her battle with her health and brought incredible wealth to the conversation. Having lived her whole life with chronic illness, hidden to most, 2020 was the first time in life that she felt understood. She felt understood and felt love and compassion that she needed. She likened COVID to living with a chronic illness People are uncertain about their health, their work, their safety, and they seek connection. Losing her hospital roommate, Stephanie, who she'd bonded with as they were on the same trajectory with dreams they'd wanted to accomplish, changed Cindy's life. Stephanie didn't make it, and Cindy started to question life. Why her? Why not me? Since then, and perhaps even before then, Cindy chose to live a life with a maxim that if I'm still breathing, I'm not done. The mission is not complete. And Cindy's ultimate mission is to help people to speak the truth from love and kindness, to release their sadness and liberate their voice. Cindy was born ready to die. She understands the preciousness of life and has never taken the planet for granted. She's never taken her health for granted. Her humanitarian work has not gone unnoticed, recognised formally by President Obama and Queen Elizabeth II. Cindy knows and has known since she was a small child that she would be a famous celebrity doing great work, achieving social justice and creating an impact. Her professional work has also been formally recognised too, winning a prestigious telly award for her show Cindy Uncorked. More specifically, for her body shaming episode, where she reveals her body with all its beautiful scars and she invited other guests to share their body shaming experiences in life. It's a fabulous compilation episode scripted from the heart, Cindy's heart. And people reached out to her after the show, sharing just what it meant to them, how it had healed them, how it had given so many people a voice. For someone born with heart insufficiencies, Cindy is one of the biggest hearts I know and she uses it in so many ways, sharing it with so many people. At the end of this conversation, Cindy thanked me. Usually this moment happens after I say, it's a wrap. However, this time it was a public thank you saying that I was a very gracious host, a deep thinker, a deep soul, and that I asked wonderful questions was an amazing listener. She even went on to say that despite not having been a client of mine coaching wise, that she was a 100% confident that I am a phenomenal coach that gets phenomenal results. Now, these comments, apart from making me blush, not that you can see that on the show, they really got me thinking afterwards about the experience that my guests have from the other side of the mic. Coming into the interview or conversation, what are my guests' expectations of the outcome of sharing their experiences and insights on Focus on Why? 
Why is it that guest after guest share experiences that they've not shared before on other people's podcasts? What makes Focus on Why different? What does a guest feel after sharing their why on the show? And what does it take to be a great host for that guest to be able to feel that they have been honoured in the time together? I'm actually going to write an in-depth article on this because I think the answers to these questions have been key to my success as a podcast host and the success of Focus on Why. I'm really happy to share these answers in the hope that more podcast hosts adopt these key principles, which will benefit all parties involved in this incredible medium of podcasting. It will benefit the guests, the audience and the host. For now, what I will highlight is that I believe it is a privilege and a responsibility when you have a guest on your show to share their story. It's not about you. It's about the guest. So set aside your ego and allow the guest to shine. Over the last few months, I've come to realise that my superpower is as a podcast host. Who knew? It's only taken me four decades to work that one out. Anyway, my advice to any podcast host out there is simply to listen. Don't think about which question you've prepared that you're going to be asking next. Focus on what they are saying in the moment. It is your responsibility to be the guide or even a shepherd of the conversation. I liken myself to a lighthouse. Sounds strange, but hear me through. I shine the light on my guest. I help them to navigate the rocky waters and gently steer them on their journey towards that safe space. And it's something that one of my guests said last year, really early on in episode six, Wise Humanity with Davide Pagnotta. And he said, think of purpose as the beam from a lighthouse. Even if the sea is rough and dark, you know where to go. So shine your light on others like a lighthouse. Shine your light on purpose. Value yourself and value others. Be true to yourself and find joy in leading others. This is what I believe is my responsibility as a host. This is my purpose as a host. I do create that safe space that people feel comfortable enough to share their inner thoughts and why they do what they do. Even if I've known them for less than 30 minutes before we hit that record button, what comes next is that I listen. I listen and I ask the questions from the perspective of the audience. I'm thinking about you right now when I am asking those questions. I just simply listen. And I'm learning. I'm learning from my guests. And I love interviewing people and helping them to understand what it is. I guess I tap into some intuition, but I do go deep. I get into the the humanity of each of my guests and I get the audience. I get you to feel that. What I'm looking for is to create an interesting, engaging, inspiring, uplifting conversation that will affect change for you, that will affect result in you taking action just simply by tuning in. My position as a host is definitely led from the heart. I know I am that shepherd of the conversation and I know that I'm not the star. My guest is. I shine the light on them. And as I've said, when done well, that creates an incredibly powerful emotional experience for all parties, you as the audience, the guest and me as a host. So if you are a a podcast host currently, 
or maybe you're even aspiring host and you're going to set up your show soon. If you need some help on honing the skill of being the best podcast host you can be to get that best experience for your guests and the audience, then reach out to me and book in a one-to-one podcast mentoring session. It could be one of the best investments you make. I'll share with you how to get to the heart of every conversation, how to spot those golden moments that some podcasts miss. I hear it when I'm listening to them. I think, oh, you could have asked that question. And yet they don't. And just really drill down what your roles and responsibilities as a podcast host really involves. My final reflection for Cindy's episode that I wish to share is don't let anyone take away your brilliance. Just don't. The last episode today is Mind Marvels, episode 141 with Karen Gibb. Again, I have a thank you for another introduction. This time it goes to Tony Mulverhill. I'm truly very grateful for each and every introduction I receive. Every time I find another introduction in my email inbox, I wonder what gem is to be found within this forthcoming conversation. And with Karen, it was Mind Marvels. Calm down, an imperative you will have likely heard many, many times in your life since you were very young, whether it be your parents or your teachers. But as Karen highlights in this episode, what does calm down actually mean? And how do you reach that state of calmness that they are asking you to? Having experienced a hard time in the classroom, there is definitely a level of irony here that Karen found herself back in the same environment of the classroom as a teacher. And actually, she was teaching the elements that she felt she lacked. And that has become her purpose in life. Feeling that she could do more for young children's mental well-being and this lack of understanding around achieving calmness has led her to the creation of Mind Marvels, where she has adopted the NHS Five Steps to Mental Wellbeing as her core strategies. All those years that she had a feeling in her stomach, yet didn't know what it was. All those anxieties that she couldn't control. It was a chance encounter on a free NHS course that led her to enter the world of mindfulness. Was it chance? Probably not. But that's not the point. A void and a pain point for Karen has actually now ensured that a whole generation will be more equipped to handle anxiety, stress and worry. Simple strategies that they can adopt, which will help them to open up in terms of their creative expression and emotion. So simple, yet so powerful, and they will embed mindfulness into their lives. For Karen, prevention is better than cure. And I asked her which of the five strategies the children love more than the others. And she said it was being mindful. It's, this is the one that they took on board and they loved. They closed their eyes and they took a moment for themselves. And Karen described their little faces as she could see them feeling it. And they were happy to indulge in that space. What does being mindful mean to you? It's the art of creating space for yourself in the moment, space to think and breathe and a space between you and your reactions. Notice how your mind wanders and being able to bring itself back into the present. That's mindfulness. And it's accessible to everyone. There are no costs involved at all. 
What mindful practice do you have in your life? Do you meditate? Are you aware of all your senses or do you even engage them fully? Do you embrace being outside? Reminds me of the episode with Simon Pollard where he talks about when you walk outside for that first time, you instantly breathe in that fresh air into your lungs. Taking exercise every day and breathing in that air. I love the concept of the daily mile that schools in Scotland encourage with their children. And also, do you get enough sleep every day? All these are mindfulness practices. They're simple, they're free. Everyone can benefit from the message that Mind Marvel shares. It's not just for children. It also empowers adults. Karen's focus is primarily on children. However, she's hoping that by educating teachers and head teachers, she's working on a top-down and bottom-up approach, capturing all that lie in between. And if you're thinking, listening to this, that mindfulness is not for you, then you are at the top of Karen's list as it is more than likely that it is you who could benefit from the practice of mindfulness more than others. So these have been my reflections and observations over the last five episodes. Again, I'd like to thank all my guests for sharing why they do what they do, for sharing experiences and insights that they've not shared with anyone else before, trusting me and trusting Focus on Why to be that safe space that they're able to share their stories with you. A final thank you to you for tuning in. I'm aware that you have very different reflections from listening to these episodes and I would welcome your feedback. Please message me with your thoughts of any of the conversations. Who's inspired you to take action? I'd love to hear. Share with me what action you've taken as a result of tuning in. As a bonus for staying right to the end today, I'm going to share with you who's coming up in my podcast schedule for February. I have Richard Howard, Fergus Connolly, Ina Bakalova, Tim Durkin, Dan Milne, Jane Nash. Another episode of me with my reflections and my final guest for February is Andrew Marsh. Tuesday, March the 2nd marks the 150th episode and I have a fantastic episode planned to celebrate. So keep tuned and remember, reach out to me if I can help you in any way with your podcast or indeed with your why. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.